Jackie. Hey, Jen. How are you? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. Good. We have a guest. A very special guest. The downest ass bitch we know. 100%. He's been down since you had a podcast with another individual and I used to go on occasionally. Um, yeah, how did that happen? What do you mean, how did that happen? Like, can we introduce Andy, him? Okay, you... let's introduce him. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Come on. Okay, podcast world listeners, uh, we give to you our dear friend Andy. Andy, say hello to the people. <laughs> hi, hi, people. Hi. All right, cool. There he is. <laughs> um, how did what happen, JSR? How, how, Andy, how did you find the podcast or did you follow Jackie on Instagram or what was that yeah. all about? Yeah, I followed her on uh, on Instagram, and then I noticed that she, uh, I think it was the Strong Mexican Women, women <laughs> uh-huh. episode, and uh, and I just thought it was really cool. So I was like, I'll have to check out your your you know guest, um, whatever. And uh, uh-huh. so then every every time after that, I would be like, Are they going to have you back on? Are they going to have you back on? <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I just that's how I heard it. Your, yeah. your prior podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So did you listen to it on episodes that Jackie wasn't on? Yeah. After I listened to that one, I started going back and checking them oh, out. Oh, good Lord. They were well, good. Well, I'm sorry. That was ruined. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed them when it was you two and when you guys were what you guys were at the time. It was it was a good time. It, it kind of was a good time, but There was a lot whatever. of stories. There were. Was, there were. That was my favorite, driving home Thursday in traffic to listen to you guys. But now, listen to this, we are a podcast that I never thought I would be having. Do you know what I mean? I have no idea like, what the fuck you mean. Please elaborate. The amount of, like, straight-up rock and roll that goes on on this podcast is something that I never thought that I would have any involvement with. So, what do you, I think it's great. What do you mean? What? Deftones. Oh, I don't okay, even know okay, anything okay. about that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, now... When I go to Cycle Bar, they're like, hey, we're going to play you some Rob Zombie tonight. And I'm like, okay, great. You're like, I know this. I'm... Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's wonderful. Okay, so. Um, back to Andy. Back to Andy. Andy, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Tell them where you're from, age if you like, if things that you like. Just go ahead. Go okay. tell, tell people about you. Um, well, I'm originally from South Texas along the uh, Mexico border, but I've lived most of my adult life in Northeast Alabama. Um, uh, let's see, uh, I'm 43, so I'm not young anymore, but um, I don't know, I get, uh, I, I love Star Wars, I love Metallica. He fucking um, does love Metallica. That's fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, I, uh, I just... I fell in love with the West Coast, man. Like you, like the both of you. Um, e- even when JS, even before JSR moved to Nebraska, I was just like, man, y'all live in the coolest state, and I have to go there one day. And uh, this this past spring and September, I was able to go out there for the first time in my life. And uh, man, I didn't want to leave. I was like hoping someone would just keep me there. But um, but yeah, so so. Uh, that's that's where I'm from originally, and and uh, I'm only I'm only currently living here uh, for another maybe 48 hours, and then I will begin um, begin a journey back to Texas, 
and then um, by December I'll be living in Alaska. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. It, hold on. No, yeah, that, that was a lot. That was a lot. We got a, we got a, we got a lot of steps to get from Texas back to Alabama, back to Texas, back to Alaska. So, how did we end? Like, were you born in Texas? Yes, I was. Um, okay. I was born in uh, the city of McAllen, and uh, I, I'm adopted. So my uh, my birth mother is uh, she's from the state of uh, Oaxaca in southern Mexico Ooh, that's and what's up. Uh, so she came over when she was she was 14 when she had me so she was able to make it across the border and uh, I was adopted by my parents and uh, when I was a, when I was a baby and uh, so I yeah I just uh, grew up in Texas for my hold first, on hold on hold on uh, hold on pause so your mom <laughs> sorry so sorry. your mom was 14 years old when she had you yes so she she came over to the U.S. of A. while she was pregnant with you, or prior, mm-hmm. or no, uh, she was pregnant. Yeah. So she crossed and, uh, while she was while she was pregnant with you. Yeah, wow. yeah that's fucking yeah. great. How do you know how many months pregnant she was with you? I sure don't. Um, okay, okay. I mean, yeah, I I uh, I was born in February, so I mean, I don't. I'm not sure how long she was over here, you know. Okay. But uh-huh. um, was her purpose but, uh, to come over here for you to be born in the states, or what was? I think why so. Why did she come I, over I, here? Yeah, I, I think so. Okay. Um, my my um, so a little background. My my um, adopted. Well, I I just refer to them as my parents because you know they. Sure. Because that's they, what they are. They, okay. Let's yeah. Tell them what they are. So. Yeah. So, so my grandparents on my father's side were missionaries to Mexico and somehow they were in contact with people who knew my biological grandparents. And, uh, at the time my parents, uh, didn't think they could have children. So my, my mom mm-hmm. was wanting to adopt a, a, a child and it didn't, it didn't matter to her if it was, you know, Mexican, American, uh, whatever. And, okay. um, so they made that connection somehow. And, um, so they were able to, uh, you know, my, my biological mother and, and I'm sure her parents came over and, um, and then gave, uh, gave me to them. And I was, uh, adopted legally in, uh, August. So, so you were like a baby, but you were like months old. Yeah, yeah, I was. I, you you know, were like six months old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the. Uh, it's so strange. Like my whole life, I mean, my parents have been great about. They never kept it from me. Um, uh, they always told me what little they remembered about my my uh, biological mother. But this past um, this past May, when I went home for Mother's Day, uh, my mom was giving me some papers uh, and she showed me my uh, adoption papers for the first time. And it was so strange wow. because like, I I didn't even like, I, all I know about my birth mother is just that her name was uh, Raquel. But um, I was looking at the document and it said, uh, baby boy via, via fun, via fun, funny or funny. I can't, I, I can't really even know how to pronounce it correctly. But anyways, it just showed like, uh, like the process of invest, you know, they investigated the home for six months, and after that six months, they deemed them responsible, and that's whenever uh, my adoption went went through. 
So, so uh, the, you mean they inspected the Brown family? Uh huh. Yeah, they they inspected oh. the home and and did uh, I, I'm sure supervised visits and all that. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, That's correct. So yeah. was it like through through an agency or something or like you know or was I, it just... I don't I, I'm not sure because like my grandparents they uh, they they didn't go through like uh, any like uh, mission like mission board uh, you know they were they were like independent I mean they just they they were kind of they like, were just like we're going to Mexico we're going to teach people about Jesus yeah and and take them like a lot of like relief food clothes okay, uh, okay. they would nice uh, people. medical aid yeah yeah and so I I guess they just through a network of of um, you know knowing different people they uh they they put out the word that you know my, my mom was wanting to adopt and um and she didn't you know she she boy or a girl it didn't matter and uh-huh. so I, I guess they were able to make that connection so so did they give uh, you your name like your your parents or was your biological mom? uh-huh no they they gave me my my uh my name okay, okay. yeah so that's that's how come like it's so funny whenever people see me in in real life, uh, a lot of people are like, "Wow, I thought you were like blonde haired blue eyed, white guy," and uh, I'm anything but that. <laughs> so it's always it's all it's and and obviously the way I talk as well, you know, it's like yeah, can I we speak just appreciate Spanish. that accent? Like, let's appreciate that accent for a little bit. <laughs> when, when, I am appreciating it. I'm basking it. It's, yeah, when I, it's, it's when like I, subtle, but it's like there. I, I like it. <laughs> Well, when I when I speak Spanish, I'm immediately busted, you know. Like around, he, like white people here think I'm automatically Mexican, until I actually talk to a, another Mexican, like for real, and then they're like, "Yeah, y'all, y'all two don't communicate the same way." Uh, but so, um, so you know how to speak Spanish? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. I'm, I'm not now, fluent, but I but do. your parents know how to speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. how did you learn? Well, we, uh, I, my grandparents, they, uh, they were the first ones to live uh, in the area that I was born and raised in, because that's where they would, uh, they would live on the Texas side, and then go down into Mexico, um, mm-hmm. and and do whatever work relief uh, stuff, and then, but they always came back, you know, to the Texas yeah. side, and so my. Uh, my, my parents, after they uh, got married and stuff, they, they just stayed down there as well. So I was I was born down there, and that's where I was raised. So, um, you know, being so along the border. You? How old uh, were you until you left Alabama? Um, I was, I guess, when I came here to live full time, I was, I just turned 21. Okay. So, uh, so you're but still I, young, but I yeah, yeah, but I was like, just, I was like maybe six, a little over sixteen when I left for college. So I, I, I kind of stayed. I don't know. I like I, I was born and raised in Texas, but as soon as I could get out, like I wanted to see more, you know. So. Uh, and you decided Alabama. <laughs> yeah, it's a long story. That's <laughs> okay, not really. Okay. All right, let's 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 wait. Focus so on wait, that. wait, 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 wait. Wait, so you went to Alabama to go to college? No, actually, I went, okay. to, well, I went to Florida. I, I went to Florida to go to college, but 
the school that uh, I was going to absorb it, it for whatever reason it absorbed into two different uh, locations. One was in Birmingham, and the other one was in uh, I think Tampa, Florida. And uh, so I, I my brothers were already living here at the time, and uh, so I, I had that connection. And a good friend of mine moved uh, up to Birmingham, so I was like, well. You know, I I know, I know people, so it can't be that bad. Okay, okay. Like, first of all, when we say Birmingham, isn't Birmingham in like Europe? It is, yeah. England. Home oh, of England? Ozzy Osbourne, yeah. Black okay, Sabbath. You know, you know that I'm fucking ignorant when it comes right. to location. So I, in my mind. <laughs> You're not talking about Europe, though, right? You're talking no. about Alabama, Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. Forrest okay, Gump, so, like Birmingham. We're, so let me get this straight. Dr. Martin Luther King. So let me get this straight. Because we're going all over the fucking place. <laughs> so you are, you are in So you are 16 years old and you are in Texas. You go to college yeah. in Florida. Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you like it there? Yeah, I loved it. It was the first time I'd ever seen like a multicultural uh area you know because like where i'm from it's it's uh 95 96 percent hispanic um a few white people and almost really i mean like i honestly i and, and i don't mean to sound um ignorant at all but i i never oh that's okay i, I never grew up the time. It's fine. okay <laughs> well i never grew up around uh black people because there just mm. are hardly any in South Texas at, at when I was growing up. So um, when I got to Florida, I, uh, I was living in the Orlando area, and it just blew my mind. I mean, I saw Dominicans and uh, Cubans and Mexicans and black people and white people, and we we're just and everyone was just kind of like in the same. Everybody went to the same mall, went to the same theaters, and. You know, it was just strange. It was cool to me because I was like, wow. I didn't, I didn't think that could happen. I didn't think that you could date outside of your ethnicity. That's insane. Your, <laughs> yeah, That's crazy. you know. So I, I loved it there. I, I, I mean, it was just, it was cool. I, I, I didn't want to leave, but unfortunately, I, I played too much and um, I had to go back home uh, because I was placed on academic probation. So I lost. So how long college. were you there? How long were you there in Texas? Um, I mean, in Florida. Florida uh over a little over two years okay so you were there for two years and then did you go back to Texas or because you I said did. okay so you went yeah. back home I uh I went back home for okay. about a year and a half to try to get my uh GPA back up okay to get back to Florida and in that process d- during that process was whenever the school absorbed into the other locations and that's where the connection to Birmingham area happened. Um, cause some, some, some of my friends from, uh, this, when it was in the Orlando area went to the location in Birmingham. So I was like, well, I mean, I, I, you know, I want to go be there and, and try try it again. So that, that's how I wound up in Birmingham. Okay. So, Okay, so, and then wait, Tio, Tio, but... Uh, okay, fine, go, go. 
So your brothers were there also. Mm-hmm, so these were. are brothers that your parents adopted or that no, they had? No, after? actually, uh, come to find out, after question. I was, after I, oh. was uh, I guess, 16 months old, 14 months old, uh, my mm-hmm. mom uh, was able to get pregnant with my younger brother. And then a little over a, a year after that, she got pregnant with mm-hmm. my youngest brother. So, uh, so yeah, they were, they were able to have their own biological sons and, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, and you know, that's one of the coolest things about my parents is they never showed, um, not that I ever felt any, any partiality. I mean, I, I was, you know, we, we were all one, you know, I mean, I, I'd never all equal. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but they had, that's cool. So your, your parents are white people or what? Yeah, yeah. Okay. My dad so is originally from Georgia, and my mom is originally from Central Texas. Good old yeah. Southern Peach. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Continue. So, um, so, anyways, they had moved up to Alabama because the uh, a lot of the schools in the area that I was uh, that I'm from, they had a lot of gangs back in the day, and uh, mm-hmm. so it's pretty violent. And so they uh, they were given like a, like a scholarship to a private school up here and um so they they finished out their high school years in this area so that's that's how i also that was just another connection because um, i knew and this is all and you're talking about wait. alabama Mm-hmm. yeah okay no wait i have to look on a map and see how far away texas is from alabama so did they go to boarding school or your whole family moved no well my whole family moved at one time but then they had like okay. host families that they lived with Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is so interesting, Andy. So, okay, so we, we were in Texas, we went to Tampa, we came back to Texas, and then we ended no, up in we, Alabama. We went to Orlando. Whatever, Orlando, Florida. We came back to, the, to Texas, we went to Alabama, and we've been there ever since. Off and on, yeah. Off I, uh, and on, okay. Yeah, there's been a few times where I've... Uh, moved back to Texas, then I got married, and I winded up in Georgia for a little while, and uh, then I came back to Alabama, then back to Texas, and now I'm I've been here for the last three years. So okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. you had a whole ass marriage? Wait, yes, married. <laughs> you I'm, had a whole ass marriage? Yeah. Okay. How yeah. Long, yeah. Are, are, so I'm assuming we're not married anymore. No, no, it, it didn't last. Okay. Uh, it it was um, almost seven years. What? That's a good. That's a long time. Yeah. And how old were you yeah. when this happened? How old were you? I was in my thirties. So, okay. Um, I've been, I've been divorced now since uh, 2014. So. Yeah. Oh, that's not okay. even that that that's long. That's not that long ago. No. No. No, in fact, so, that's uh, it's it's kind of ironic. Uh, the the only reason I even uh, entered into the whole Instagram galaxy was uh, my uh, ex-wife knew how much I'd nerded out over Star Wars, Metallica, and all that stuff, and and I guess someone had told her about like, dude, you should you should like hook Andy up with that because there's a lot of people that share you know those fandoms, and so she was actually the one that. Uh, that introduced it to me and and uh so it's it's kind of like a you know one of those ironic things because without it i i I don't know that i would have uh survived i guess is maybe one 
word you could use because you know it i i wanted to stay married and uh but it just didn't mm-hmm. work out but the friends that i made because of instagram uh through instagram uh man really made a a profound uh effect on me and and just their friendships have helped me which which one being Jackie back when she was oh my god yeah that was was me (laughs) yeah yeah so like all of you man like y'all were really like just it it was just I don't know man like I I, like a lot of people struggle like after a divorce because you you know you're alone and and you don't have any you know maybe you're estranged from your friends but I had this whole new world of of friends kind of and uh and so a lot of you, even today, I mean, after all the, the you know, all of that, uh, still here. And so it's pretty amazing, you know. Wow. So That's social very media well, profound. is good as well, you know, about as far as connecting people. Well, I mean, I appreciate your friendship. Thank you, Andy. I didn't know that it was like that deep to some people you know i'm just like i'm just gonna post shit that i like and yeah it is interesting it is interesting how like people connect with you on your interests and you know just things like that and then you end up having like these quote unquote like friends like eventually some some people meet up like i've had some Mm -hmm. some ig friends because they're from the area that i'll see at shows you know and things like that and it's it's like to be honest it's fucking weird but it's also really cool. <laughs> it's also really cool. Um, so let's, how did you, okay, so what was your first Metallica experience? Wait, 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 wait. Okay. I have oh. more geography questions. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Why are you going to Alaska? Oh, yeah. Let's finish the geo. Yeah. And how are you getting there? Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to drive my truck uh, back. That's back impossible, to... Andy. That's not a possible thing. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm going to drive my truck back to South Texas to my parents' home and, okay. uh, and then I'm just going to leave it there. So I'll have a vehicle okay. when I come back to visit and I'm going to fly from South Texas to, uh, to Alaska. Alaska. So, and then I'll, I'll okay. find a vehicle. I was like, Oh, are you going to drive through Nebraska? And no. I'd be really excited. I, I mean, oh, heck, okay. yeah, that'd be awesome for sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm afraid my, I don't think my truck would make it. It's kind of, it's, uh, ooh, it's kind of far. I'm just hoping it'll make it to Texas. Okay, so where in Alaska are you going? Uh, the city of Seward. It's a coastal city. I, I believe a okay. lot of the Alaskan cruises they port there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is there alien? Is that where? Because I was on an Alaskan cruise once. Oh, okay. Is is that where the aliens go? I know those motherfuckers be going to Alaska. There's a whole fucking movie about it. Nobody, I, just I me. Okay. No, I hope just so. Me. I hope so. Oh my god. Um, I'm ready. What's in Alaska? What's in Alaska, Andy? Um, well, the the friend of mine that I that I uh, made when I went to school in Orlando, like that's where he's originally from. And uh, in fact, I uh, in the summer of '95 and '96, I went up there and worked uh, both summers for college money with him. And so, uh, so yeah, man, I just I learned to like it. From, Wait, from, so did you do like fish things? No, we uh the first okay. year we did a lot of odd jobs like uh painted uh log cabins, fences, moved people, cleared off brush, helped uh with a, like a remodel on a house on a cabin. And in the second year, they had had a 
a severe uh, fire and it uh, burned uh-huh. quite a few communities. And so we hooked up with a uh, concrete guy and we uh, spent the summer installing um, retainer walls and basements and, and uh, footers like that. So. Okay, so I'm looking at a map of Seward, Alaska, and it's tiny. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's little. I don't think there's... So there's a, a fish hatchery, a sea life center, a museum, so you're going, a coffee house. You're going over there for work. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So where are you going to work, or can it's, you say? Uh, yeah, I, I probably... Can I tell you guys, like, off? Okay. I, I'm sorry. I guess this is the one thing I can't. Okay. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. That's All fine. All right. So but, you're going to move to Alaska. Isn't it, like, daylight 24 hours or some days? Uh, during the summer, it, it is somewhat. Holy shit. Yeah. It never mm-hmm. gets, like, totally pitch black. But um, but you 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 already done this before, so, like, this is not going to be, like, a shock to you. Well, I've I've always wanted to go back during the during the winter, but uh, so this will be my baptism by fire because I'm going wow. straight into the heart of of the beginning of of a winter. But uh, but I'm ready, man. I'm I'm excited. And that's where you're, wow. you're gonna okay. live, and that's where you want that's where you want to be for like ever, or is it just temporary? Well, well, no, no. I mean, I I hope I can last for at least twenty years. Um, Holy but shit! The, the, without I know this is vague, but but the job I'm taking, um, I, I will say that it's a state job, so so, so the pay is really good, the benefits are really good, and the the thing that attracts me is it's a week on week off schedule, and uh, oh. with all the overtime, uh, if you know if you want to work your off week, it's all overtime, or if you want to take it off, you can, and and that's where that's where the dream job comes in because. Um, man, I want to travel, you know, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. Like I just want to go and, and this job will, will fund all of that, you know? Wow. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. You should fucking travel. Oh my God. Let's fucking move to Alaska. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, um, you're on your own there. That's girl. amazing. Okay. Do they have a grocery store? I don't even see a grocery store. They, they do. I hope they, they do. do. Okay. I mean, now you have to go into Anchorage, which I believe is like an hour away if you okay. want to get to like a Walmart. But, uh, okay. but you know, okay. my, my friend, uh, my friend and his family, they live there. And, and um, you know, I think his wife works at the local library coffee shop. And, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they, they, uh, I'm sure they'll show me like where, where to buy you know, whatever I need. Yeah. J- just there until I get, you know, make my trek back into Anchorage to buy whatever. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. That's a lot. Are you going to go live All with right. your friend? No. Well, I mean, I, I may have to stay with them for a few weeks, but uh, um, my, my employers have already sent me uh, housing options. Wow. So uh, in the next, uh, the next few weeks, I'll be taking a look at everything and seeing what, what, uh, you Their know, options. what, what options I have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's fucking cool, man. Congratulations. That is fucking cool. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's, it's been a, whew, it's been a journey. I applied back in J- July and, um, it's, it's been, I, I've, I haven't filled out that many, that much paperwork since college. Wow. <laughs> Pretty much 
put my brain on hold for the last 20 something years. So we know somebody who just moved to Alaska. Oh, really? We do. We do. Somebody who used to work at our old work, who then went to a foreign country and then came back. No, I got nothing. And they worked in surgery? No. Okay, well, anyway, she moved to Alaska. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. Um, Okay, cool. Yes, please, please. All right, Andy. Tell wait, us all wait, about- wait, 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 wait. Oh, God wait. Damn I'm going to tell you what I know about Metallica <laughs> first. Okay. So I know that Metallica are from Marin County. Yeah. Or that they live in Marin County. And one time when I was working at Tower Records in Greenbrae, I helped somebody from Metallica, but I don't know who it was. But I sold them something, and somebody was like, holy shit, that was... And I don't know if it was, like, Lars or whoever, but they were like, that's... And I was like, great. Did he have lots of long, curly hair? I don't fucking know. Wow, great, Jason. Was he a a tall guy or a short guy? I don't remember. But that's, that's what I know about Metallica. And then I know that they made a movie, and they had a therapist... And that they don't like streaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole Napster thing. That's. Funny. I think she she hit all the high the high knee. The high <laughs> you did. You did. Okay. That's, first that's of all, awesome. first of all, okay. Sorry, I gotta unmetallica us for a minute. Um, your mother. Do you yeah. know anything about her? Is that anything that you can like? No. Like, can you contact you, her? Have you tried to? Is it a thing that you can do? Like, I feel like that's I, like a thing. Like, it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is. It is. And I, uh, I, th- I think about it. Think about her, like often. Um, she, she contacted my parents every, I, th- I think every Christmas for the mm-hmm. my first five or six years and uh i i guess she just wanted to check on me see how i was doing and then after that she just stopped uh stopped contacting them and so uh mm-hmm. you know I, I i'd like to believe she just wanted to see you know i was good and and uh that my parents were still loving me and you know so um yeah i don't um the the thing the thing about the area she's from, uh, you know, there's there's thousands of indigenous uh, peoples down there, and there's so many different uh, strands of uh, the particular um, peoples group that she belonged to, and so like it, I I don't even I, I wouldn't even know how to begin, you know. Um, mm. And there's some areas that I mean, you, they're they're very uh, territorial. Um, so I, you know, it's it's one of those things. As, as uh, the older I've gotten, I, I sometimes I wonder if if it really would be a good thing if if I were to contact her because you know I mean, by now she's I'm sure she's re, you know married and has I have half brothers and sisters and and um, you know I would never I, I don't know I. I would never want to, um, I don't know, make it uncomfortable or, or, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. dredge up, uh, maybe, I'll, I mean, cause I, I can't imagine, you know, e- even at 14, I can't imagine giving away a, a, a child, you know, I, and I know she did it because she loved me and she wanted to, me to see, 
she wanted to see me go to a, a you know a, a loving family and have the opportunity to to grow up to be born an american you know mm-hmm. and uh so i but more than anything i just man i just wish i could tell her like thank you and I'm sure she and, knows, and I, you know. And I love you, you know, stuff, you know. Oh. Yeah, but uh maybe she'll listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that would be crazy. Oh right? my god, that'd be yeah, that'd be. So <laughs> so are are your your grandparents are they still with us? No, they aren't. Okay, no, okay. Cuz that was yeah. their they, like they knew her, right? So I was thinking like maybe they and your parents don't have like any contact information or nothing like that. No, I mean, it was, I, I, I guess it was just all by phone, you know, and, and back in the, mm-hmm. okay. see, I was born, I was born in 76. So, I mean, there was, uh, you know, uh, you can imagine it was no smartphones, no, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's just no way to, it, it was just, who knows? No, I mean, I they may it. have called me from the one pay for, yeah, but, um, when I uh, used to go to Temejico to Michoacan, um, my dad's family, and it's a little last little pueblito, and they didn't have any, any phones there. They had, like, um, one of the, I guess, what do you, what would you call it? It's not even, it's like a, like a little stand, like the, the size of a room. It's not even, like, where you could walk around, but you just go in there, and they have, like, chips and, like, little antojitos and shit like that, and they had a phone. And whoever would call would call that house and then people would have to go running and go look for whoever, you know, wherever they lived, the person that they were trying to contact and come back. Because I remember my dad used to make phone calls. We used to have to go to that store and, wow. and uh, make calls, you know, out because there was no no telephones there. So I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that would be, yeah, that would be difficult. That's yeah. so crazy. But it, crazy you know, it's, life. it's. It's it's crazy because like um, I you know I've always wondered like who who do I look like I mean do I look like mm. my mother do I look like my father I mean do I look like one one group of grand you know I've always, I've just always wondered and and uh, I now now I know this is going to sound super again possibly ignorant but I, I've I've never felt like I looked like anybody even even other hispanic people i i just i don't know like people have always mistaken me for anything a lot of the times for anything but mexican i've been mistaken for which i'm way too short but i've been mistaken for samoan hawaiian korean oh. you know um, i could see that i could totally see that okay <laughs> so the so my i went to uh north dakota one time and they uh, we went to see, uh, or is it South Dakota, where uh, the Crazy Horse Indian Reservation is? Uh, I'm not good with geography. One I'm of those. in Dakota. So we. What? It, I just said some kind of Dakota. Okay. Yeah. So we, my my, I was with my parents and my family, and we stopped in at like a like a pizza place, and it was it was right on the edge of of the reservation of uh, I think it was the Sioux people. And for the first time in my life, I was like, oh, my God, these dudes look like they could be my brothers or my cousins or my uncles. Oh. And it was just so strange. I was just like, am I re- was she really from southern Mexico? Have I been lied to my whole life? Because these 
these dudes look like me. I look like them. I don't, I'm, I, I don't know that I, you know, it's just, it's just uh-huh. funny growing up, like not knowing your medical history, not knowing a lot of that stuff. Cause you know, um, I've, I've had some medical issues and, and I just never knew I was, uh, I, I never knew that because of my ethnicity that I was, uh, at higher risk for certain things. And, um, mm-hmm. so, you know, there, there's some things that I, I it would have been nice if I could have known maybe somewhat yeah, of, of my background just so I could, you know, but, uh, but no, all, all in all, man, I mean, um, you know, I, I can't, I mean, like I said, I, I just have nothing but love and, and just, uh, man, just for both sides, you know, because if, if you can imagine the seventies were not, it, you know, now it's kind of like accepted and cool. If you adopt kids from other countries or other ethnicities, but the seventies were not kind for that. No. In fact, there, there were, my, my mom told me after I got a little older that there were even some, some family members on my father's side that, that were not cool with him adopting a little uh, Mexican baby. And, uh, mm. but he, uh, according to her, he was like, Hey, listen, he's, he's my son, you know? So I, I don't care. You know? What a nice dad. Fuck yeah. For your dad. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that and, guy rules. And, uh, yeah. And, and, and it's cool, you know, because that, I don't know, like, so I, I can't say that as I've stated in, in, in different posts on Instagram, you know, I know that not all adoption stories are good. And a lot of them are, are painful mm-hmm. and, and tragic, but man, I'm, I'm pretty fucking lucky, you know, because, uh, you know, I, I just, I've had love and, and, um, you know, and I, I grew up in a, in a multicultural family. I mean, my, my parents actually went on to adopt two more children, my two sisters and, uh, one sister, she's biracial, half black, half white. And then my youngest sister, uh, my baby sister, she's, uh, she's Mexican. And, uh, so, you know, uh, man, when you grow up in a family like that, I mean, you just like, like racism is, is just not there in that, you know? And, uh, so I've, I've been fortunate, you know, to grow up. I love your family. Yeah. Fuck yeah. (laughs) That type of environment. The Browns are fucking, they rule. They're the best. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Thank That's you. so nice of them. What a ni- what nice humans, man. Why can't everybody just be like Andy's parents? God, <laughs> I know. Jesus. That's wild. That is. Yeah. I- I'm still amazed that your mom, being 14 years old and like, yeah, pregnant yeah. and crossing the border. That's insane. That's a fucking strong I, Mexican woman. Yeah, that yeah, is, yeah, 100. For real, like, and and I I do not because uh, I'm I don't want to make this a, a, about anything. But but just talking, but that that is the one thing that has really just just hurt my soul, man. Like under our current, you know, it's it's just that's like, right, Andy. It's mm-hmm. just it's just it's painful, man. Like like if if my parents hadn't you know gone through all the legal channels, there's a very good chance that I I could be deported. You know you know what I'm saying? Like like yeah. And, and, and dude, she risked her, I mean, we're talking about the seventies. There wasn't no like awesome interstate highways. I mean, Mexico 
hell, a lot of places in the United States were still the Wild West then. So you can imagine she comes mm -hmm. all the way from southern Mexico, crosses through deserts, mountains, whatever, gets to this side. I mean, that's like, how, how are you going to... Yeah, no, that's insane. Would my dad... That, you know? My dad, he tells me stories of when he crossed the border because he did it several times. He said that he used to, um, from Michoacan, you know, he'd come all the way over here yeah. with the coyote. And he told me this story actually recently that uh, when he was a young buck, I think he was like in his 20s, right? And there was like a 70-something-year-old man that was going with them. And what? I know. And because like, I, I don't remember specifically if it was like one of his sons was sick or... They had just had a baby and he wanted to like meet his very first grandchild. It was like something big like that, right? And um, it was raining and it was in the middle of the night and the the poor little, little old man, like he couldn't do it anymore. And the coyote was like, well, we just got to leave him. We got to keep going, right? And my dad thought that that was fucked up. So apparently my dad says that he threw this man over his shoulders and then oh my God. for the rest of like two days or something, he like helped him and carried him all the way through in the rain and shit until he what? made it across the border. Oh. Yeah. Your dad's a fucking champ too. I mean, I didn't know that. And I was like, what the hell did for real? And he goes, yeah, like I, I, like I felt bad for him. Like I couldn't leave him there. He would have probably died. But, you know, they didn't want to stop either because they were on a mission. But my dad was like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to carry you, sir. Like. And apparently that the guy, the, the man was really grateful after, and like, you know, he, he, he said that, you know, lots of good graces to my dad and that he was able yeah. to see his family and all of that. And my dad would come over here and pick tomatoes was, was, what was the thing to do back in the day. And then he says like, it was really like funny and ironic that every time like they were almost done, like, cause the farmers there would give them like a place to stay and shit like that. And for like months while they would pick the tomatoes and like, almost when they were like almost done and near the end like all of a sudden the migra would show up you know so my dad's mm -hmm. like yeah we just think that this fool was calling it you know on us by the time we were done so that he wouldn't have to like oh. deal with us anymore you know and he's like well that's, oh my God. that's what it was and they'd, they'd send our ass back and then like we'd have to come back but yeah he told me a, a few stories like that when he was a, a young buck crossing the that's border amazing. yeah 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 so i you know, I, th I think about that often, you know, like 14, you know, you're crossing. Yeah, no, that's such a baby. Yeah, you're, you're a baby yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, that that's why I just get, I just get so emotional when I see like, uh, you know, just the violence happening in Mexico. Because like, I, I think, I always think of, of her, you know, she wanted to save mm -hmm. me from that you know she wanted to give me a chance at something better she wanted to give me a chance to to make something out of myself and and uh you know i i, I finally now feel like i'm just getting my head on straight that that's why i pushed so hard to get this job because honestly mm -hmm. i've just settled for <laughs> for for easy uh jobs that i i don't know i i mean i just i've always done kind of manual labor type jobs and not that there's anything wrong with that but um but i just i, I don't know you know i i i also know i i haven't i don't know i i just felt like like man i gotta i gotta i have to give it one more shot you know i don't i don't know mm -hmm. at, at my age who knows if i've got 
20 good more years. But if I do, then I want to go out on fire, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and plus I, I feel like a, like a huge debt to, to my parents because I mean, they didn't let the, the social norms of, of the seventies, you know, derail them from saying, Hey, he, he's going to be our son. We don't care what he looks like. We don't care that he doesn't wow. have our eyes or our, you know? And so like, you know, I, I would like to help them, you know, when they get too old to, to be working, I, I want to be able to, to help them as well, you know? And, um, so yeah, man, I, I just, uh, that's why the other night when I, when I was about to unload on, on Jackie about just everything, I, I was just <laughs> like, damn, this, this news has me just hurting. And, and, uh, and so she's like, no, no, you cannot tell me. I want to hear it, but, but I, would, yeah. I would rather you <laughs> Save it for the pod. Save yeah. it for the pod. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the 70s, even now, you know, shit is so fucked up. So ridiculous. Oh, I don't know why yeah. humans can't just be, like, we're all humans. Like, this is, we're all one species here. Like, mm -hmm. who gives a fuck? Why can't we just be nice? I don't get it. I don't yeah. give a fuck what you look like. As long as you, you're you not an asshole, like, I don't give a fuck what you look like. Just don't be a fucking bitch or an asshole. And that's, that's all. That's it. Like, that's all it takes. Just don't be a piece of shit. If you're a piece of shit, then we're just gonna... You know, we're not going to accept that, but that that doesn't mean anything with, you know, as far as the color of your skin or anything like that. It's just you being a piece of shit. Yeah. So I don't get it, but whatever. Maybe one day the world will, will, I don't know, be okay, but probably not in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, so well, that was like the most inspiring thing that I ever heard in my life. I think we should just make a movie. <laughs> the Let's fucking Andy story. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. It's not over Damn. yet. We have to. T okay, no. let's go back to Metallica now. Let's okay, go back okay. to Metallica. <laughs> so, what is your obsession with Metallica? Tell us all about it. Um. Well, I uh, again, uh, it, if if you follow if you follow my Instagram, it's pretty obvious man i just i just love them and uh what what happened is um you know being a child of the 70s or born in the 70s but being a child of the 80s i just i loved my parents music especially my dad's music my mom was more into singer songwriter kind of 70s stuff which is cool but my dad was born mm -hmm. to like i guess you would what, what i thought of as grew up as this classic rock like uh the stones uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, you know, stuff like that, the seventies. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I just, I, I just, I don't know what it was. If it was just the loud, you plug in your guitar to the Marshall lamps and you just, you just groove. I, I don't know. I just had this thing with rock and roll. And, um, so I, I kind of ignored the eighties, uh, cause I just couldn't get away from the seventies. But, um, in the fall of 1987, uh, some of my best friends that I grew up with, uh, they'd gotten real big into skateboarding at the time. And so they were discovering punk rock. And, uh, mm -hmm. and I, I, you know, me being like this old soul, I was like, nah, man, I, I just love, I love the old stuff, man. It's the greatest or whatever. And so they had a, a mixed tape, uh, like a cassette tape, and uh, it had some Metallica on it. And they were like, check this out, man. And I think they kind of wanted to scare me. You know, uh, <laughs> it was actually it was actually one of their uh, Danzig or no Misfits covers. Uh, yeah. Last, Caress, 
green hell yeah and uh you know it's it's uh it's a it's a it's a rager man i mean it's not for the faint of heart but Damn, so i think I they want that song uh-uh <laughs> yeah yeah so they they wanted i think they wanted to like shock me and and you know I, i'm sure the words probably hit me but more than anything it was just the intensity the riffs the just the i mean just everything about it it, it was just like it, it was like one of those like lightning moments you know i i just never you know eventually they grew out of it you know uh but i never did i mean once i got that bug i just had to have it you know and so then um the next year was when injustice for all came out and i saw the one video and it, it just was over from even more so so i don't know it, the only other fandom i i uh, love more and obsessed more about would be star wars but as far as for music yeah, it was like before Metallica and after Metallica. And so, uh, so yeah, but, you know, growing up in South Texas, man, it's, it's you know, it's not a, the last time Metallica played there was in 1986, if that tells you anything. I mean, Cliff oh, is shit. still alive. So it's, that's when it's I was getting, born. Oh, yeah, wow, that's cool. <laughs> awesome. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of a desert island type place. I mean, some bands make it down there. But a lot don't. They go as far as San Antonio or Austin or Houston. And so I just the idea of going of being able to afford, first of all, and then being able to find a ride to any of those cities from where I was raised was just an impossibility. And then by the time I did have money, I was always either spending it on just, you know, just random stuff or chasing after a girl. And I didn't want to spend the money on music and stuff i you know i uh so i i yeah it was like one of those things where i've been a lifelong fan but it wasn't until this year uh as as embarrassed as i am to admit that i finally saw them but uh man Wait, it was this everything. was the first time what? this was the first yeah. time you ever had seen metallica yeah no man i'm ashamed I, that's why i never no that's amazing that's why i can't like I, I, I can't, I mean, although I've loved their music since 1987, like I've met people at these shows that have seen them over like a hundred times, man. It's insane. It's insane. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. February, uh, no, I'm sorry. January 22nd was my first time to see them. And man, it was like, it was like a dream come true that, that inner 11, 12 year old idiot just was like in heaven, man. Um, wow. So yeah, that's incredible. I finally witnessed. That is incredible. I, I'll what? have to say I've never seen Metallica live. But you've never seen have. like a million. I only saw the one dude in my store. <laughs> okay, well you still win, JSR. But <laughs> like tickets are so expensive, and they play like huge fucking like coliseums and stadiums, and I'm more like of an intimate, you know, kind of person. So yeah. Yeah. Although I would have yeah. loved to have seen him at the with the um whole orchestra shit. Oh that dude, that sick. was so it was miraculous, man. Like that that just like defined San Francisco for me, like for real, man. The whole Bay Area area. Um yeah, like that was so cool that you were like uh like like JSR when, when you saw that I posted about uh Tommy's, you were like, Oh yeah, shit, yeah. man, I, that was my old hangout or whatever. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. It's like the last standing relic of of a bygone era, I, I guess. Because a, a friend of mine, a mutual friend of mine, was like, "Yeah, dude, like they're building all these high rises around it, and 
sooner mm -hmm. or later they're gonna wipe this off the uh off the landscape but until then absolutely I mean, it's like but uh yeah the the it, it was so cool i mean there are people from every country there i believe and uh yeah it was so awesome man i i i, I really loved la but there was just something about the bay area man and, and i know i haven't even scratched the surface but just what little i experienced was just like dude i gotta come back i mean i have to i have to yeah, there's there's a lot to do and see here in the Bay for sure. Um, I I mean I don't ah, man if I could live anywhere else I'd probably live in San Diego. I love San why Diego. San Diego? Because it's close. It's like a beach city. I love the beach. You know I'm a California yeah. I'm a California gal. I, I love the beach. It's hot there. I love mm -hmm. the weather and it's like I don't know that I could move too far from from mother. You know. Right. But. I don't know, as, as far as, like, future stuff, I, I don't see myself leaving California, per se. But, I don't know, I love my Bay Area. I love where I live. Like, I got the beach, which is 45 minutes away. You know what I'm saying? If I want to mm -hmm. go to snow, I could drive for, like, a couple hours and I'm at the fucking snow. There's beautiful yep. mountains everywhere. If I want to go see some fucking redwoods, if I want to, you know, I got everything I need here. Why would I ever want to leave? The weather is fucking tits. Like, yeah. come on. Mother is tits. Yeah, yeah. For real. No. It's fucking snowing. There's snow on the ground outside. <laughs> yeah, That's snow. Awful. I don't know her. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> Never met her. And then today I was, um, my friend Lydia just started working at my, at my hospital. So now we both work at the same two hospitals and it's great. But like we went to go get coffee and it was literally like 12 degrees. And I Hell was... Nah. I was like, where do I live and why do I live here? And then I remembered that I love it here. But last night it was one degree. Nope. I don't know her either. Who is this one degree? I've never met her and I don't want to. That's crazy. But also, I live so close to San Francisco that all of my shows, you know, all of the artists that I ever want to see always pass by here. So yeah. that's, a, that's a big deal for me. I that's always, true. I always have my music close. And if whatever, if they do like special bullshit things, it's usually in LA, which is pretty doable. You know, it's 45 minutes late, right? It's okay. Oh, but, yeah. So. All the leaves are brown. And the sky is gray. I went for a walk on a winter's day. So I have, I have a couple questions. Can I can I ask you? Yeah, of course. Of Please do. Awesome, awesome. Okay, uh, JSR, you you said yes. you mentioned in one of the prior podcast episodes that you were um, involved in the uh, LA punk scene. I mean, um, to I mean, an extent. Did I was just wondering? Did you did you ever like meet um, Duff McKagan before he joined? Uh... No, I did not. Okay. I did not, but I did. So here it goes. Um, I did have a day, one day of my life where I saw Axl Rose in three different places where I was all on the same day. What? 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 Yes, that happened. Oh my. Okay, so, okay, tell us the fucking story. What do you mean? Were you stalking it? What? So, no, no. Okay, it was actually, I mean, it was a 24-hour period, but 
um, but it actually started at night. I was at the video store and I saw Axel in the video store. And then the next morning, I don't know where I was. I don't even remember what I was doing, but like I was like at a breakfasty place and I saw him. And then later that day I went to the dentist and he parked next to me at the dentist's office. What the fuck? Damn. Yeah. That, that is correct. Did you say hi to him? Were you like, are you following no, me? No, I mean, no, I was just all like, hey, what's up, right? Um, and then I also one time went to a club and Slash was there. Um, and I'm sure that I've run into him before because, like, we went to the same high school or whatever. What? But no, I way. never knew Duff. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, he went to my high school. Yeah. Dude, that's badass. I don't know if you know this, but JSR is, like, the coolest bitch on this planet. So Shut up. Really? No, I'm not. That's, it's annoying. That's what I'm telling you guys. Like, you, you both are at the cool table. I'm the fat little kid that just wants to be at nah, the table. Nah, 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 nah. I don't, I don't um, feel that way. I don't feel like I'm a cool kid. Um, I, I don't, I just feel like I'm just, I don't know. JSR, do you feel like you're fucking cool? No, I feel like I'm fucking, whatever. I mean, okay, I'm a little cool. But <laughs> again, you you know. go, you're right, you're right. You're right, I'm a little cool too. I'm a little cool. <laughs> I think so. I Everybody but out see, there, they I are, think... they are very cool. I think that we're 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 like the cool kids who would like see you and be like, "Hey, do you want to come over here? We noticed that you have a Metallica patch. Let's talk about it." Oh, absolutely! <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not yeah. like one of those cool kids who's like ill. Yeah, yeah, right. Fuck that. <laughs> That's cool. Um, and Jackie, uh, you mentioned in one of uh, as well as the prior episodes that you have a uh, tattoo. That's uh, is it. Is it a lyric from one of Ramon Ayala's songs? Yeah. Or like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, the connection there was crazy because every year uh, he lives in a place like maybe 10 minutes from my parents' house in a little town called Hidalgo. And he throws mm -hmm. the biggest Christmas jam party ever. Like, okay, do you, you know how um, in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation – like he plugs in <laughs> Christmas lights. Dude, I, I promise you, Ramon's house is that times a million. Wow. Like like I I, I, I wish I, I was exaggerating, but I swear you could be in the space station and when he plugs it in, you know. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean I have random like there was one Christmas a few years ago I I put it in like one of my uh, Instagram stories and some of my friends were like where in the hell are you? What What is this place? And uh, so, yeah, every year he throws, like, the biggest, you know, free Christmas concert, and he sponsors, like, a big Christmas festival. And and it's so crazy. I mean, like, because, like, he'll have his, like, two or three big tour buses just parked out on the side of the street, and people just, you know, they're just like, oh, yeah, that's he's, he's one of us. And, and you know, it's what? so what wild. What the fuck? That's so crazy. Do you I have know. Any pictures so, of this stuff? I, I'll have to dig. Yeah, I'll have to dig. Um, dig and I'll, send them to me so I can post them. Okay. Yeah, I will. I will. I would but, love to uh, see this. I would love to experience this. This sounds awesome. <laughs> dude. You, oh man, you would love it. I mean, because like he has the best. Uh, you know the whole manger, whatever. Uh, you know. Uh, A whole nativity. Yeah, he, he's got the the nativity of all nativity scenes, man. Like, wow. It's insane. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so when you said that, my, my ears were like, oh my God, she, she just 
name check like a local hero. So uh, that was, that was yeah, really cool. I mean, I think if you're Mexican and you grew up with like for real Mexican beaner ass parents, you you know the music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, I don't yeah. know a lot of like like new like like banda stuff or like shit like that. I don't know a lot. A lot of yeah. what I listen to is old school shit, and like because that's what my parents listen to. So that's what I love, and that's what I you know everything that Mexicans you know sing about is crybaby shit, which is. 100 percent of my alley so it's it's yeah. great yeah so that's fucking cool man i hope you find these pictures and show and so we can yeah that'd be awesome yeah yeah i will i will i'll definitely look for him but uh but yeah that, okay that's... and and he plays the accordion correct does he play the accordion he's a singer i don't know if he but he plays the accordion with the singer right oh there's definitely an accordion player in the band for, for okay. sure yeah. all right for sure 110 percent uh anything else andy you got anything else for us um oh well i I was gonna ask like um do do you like do you think y'all y'all would ever do like another um like music episode like maybe once every two months or um like a recurring uh you know question stuff uh, I think we'd probably have to. Yeah. yeah, I think I think we would. I don't know. I think it's hard enough for us to try and get to record as often as we do as a general because our lives. Um, yeah. yeah. And just thinking up like questions and shit because we asked hell of them in the music episode, you know. So like, <laughs> you did, what you else? Did. You, what else? Like, if you have questions that you'd like us to post or whatever, then fuck yeah, for sure. Even if well, you wanted to be on the next fucking music episode, we would, <laughs> please. We would like that too. Well, well I, I was actually thinking more along the lines like, dude, you should have you should have your dude. You know, he's a musician. I'm, yeah, he you should have is. him on there, and people could like pick his brain along with with the both of yours and that'd be that'd be really you know i'd throw a different old spectrum i i think maybe it you know? definitely would because he is not like he doesn't nerd out about music funny enough him being a musician him being like on the other side of shit mm-hmm. like he 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 doesn't like fan out about anything having to do with music like he doesn't it doesn't hit him the same way it hits me and jsr you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, he likes to create. He likes to... He's an artsy-fartsy fool, you know? He likes art. He <laughs> fucking tattoos. He does, you know, graffiti and all. Like, he, his outlet is is art and, and expressing, you know, music and shit like that. So that's kind of where his mindset is and, like, what he takes from it is, like, you know, putting it out there and expressing himself in that way. He doesn't necessarily, like... I don't know, like he would never travel to go see somebody. I don't even think that he would go to like pay money to go to a show. If it wasn't like me doing like, Hey babe, do you want to come see this with me? You know, like that's not where, where his appreciation for music comes from. So it would totally be on a different level because he, he would never nerd out about like, Oh my God, like Morrissey. I fucking like me and JSR could talk about Morrissey all day, every day and just cry together and it'd be a beautiful thing. He would just be like, uh, what? No, I don't, I don't get it. I don't like, why are you, why is this guy such a big, like, God, have you never hurt before? Has no one ever broken your heart? What's wrong with you? (laughs) It doesn't, it doesn't hit him the same, like in the aspects of like your Metallica, like it, 
I don't think he ever had anything that ign- it was ignited in him where he was like, holy yeah. fucking shit. And yeah, like, yeah. That, it, like, I don't think anything he's ever listened to has consumed him, you know what I'm saying? To the yeah. point where he would nerd out about shit like that. So I don't know. Does he I, nerd out about anything? I mean, that motorcycle? Like, even that, like, not really. He's, like, a very, mm. he's not a, a huge, like, I would consider myself to be, like, a pretty big personality you know what i'm saying i think sure i can come off what i've been told is a little intimidating a little <laughs> aggressive i don't know where the fuck this shit is coming from but whatever you know what i'm saying he's more like he's more like reserved he's more like like i wouldn't say soft-spoken but like compared to me you know what i'm saying like he's not mm-hmm. he's not like like that kind of a personality that that he i don't know i just i don't, yeah. I don't it, it's weird. Like, our dynamic is very opposite, I suppose, in that sense. Like, he does appreciate yeah. it. He does love it. It does, like, you know, influence him and what he plays and all that shit, of course. But he doesn't nerd out about it. Oh. Hmm. That's 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 the only thing. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know that he, like, he would be excited to talk about, like, a band or, like, what it did for him or how anything affected him and how, you know? I don't know that yeah. he has yeah. stories like that. So, yeah, I I mean, I'm sure we could talk about other bullshit, like, but yeah, I don't know that on that level is a thing that he would connect to me and JSR. Like he gets it and he, he, you know, he knows that it's a big part of me and, and my whole being. And he, you know, he knows that and he, he gets it and he appreciates what it is for what it is, but he doesn't connect on like that level. Hmm. Yeah. So I, um, as everybody and their fucking brother knows, I have become obsessed with indoor cycling and, um, (laughs) the one, hold on. So the one, the one, um, instructor that they have, her name is Rebecca. She's on Instagram under the Meadowlark mom. And, um, she's amazing because she like lets you be in her class and she's super motivating, but she's like, if you're not up for this crazy shit, you just do what you can and I really appreciate that because everybody in my class in, in at this place is just like so fancy and so skinny and so powerful and I'm just like do 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 riding a bike so anyway so she like plays music like they make playlists for every class and some of the stuff isn't even stuff that I like but it like really takes you on this journey right Mm -hmm. so I said to her after like my third class with her I was like please come on the podcast and and talk about like making playlists so she's gonna come on the podcast at some point cool and so that will be a music episode and i think that like we should ask the listeners like do you have playlists for anything like if so what are they like do you have like a sexy time playlist do you have a crazy i'm gonna get on a plane and i need to listen to these three songs (laughs) or else plane's gonna crash playlist do you teach an exercise class and you you know, fucking play gorillas without even knowing that I love gorillas and then I'm motivated to be on the bicycle. Like, I don't know. She's just really cool. So I think it would be interesting to get her perspective because she uses music in a completely different way. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, that yeah, I be... definitely had a sexy time playlist. 100 um, percent. Mm-hmm. I definitely had. So I used to be a chubby kid and I probably talked about this before when I was like 15 so I was like a sophomore going to my junior year, and during that summer, I said like I was gonna, you know, get with it. And after I watched that '70s show, um, every evening at seven o'clock, after that is when I would do my little workouts. 
and I would always, mm-hmm. always play The Cure. So I would do like, mm-hmm. I'd do like my little like ab workouts and you know, whatever. And then for like my quote unquote cardio for 15 minutes where I would just jump around in my room and like dance or whatever, <laughs> I would always play The Cure because they had, you know, like, um, let's go to bed or let's take a walk and you know, it's shit like that where it's just like a little bit more upbeat and yeah, I'd have a little dance fucking party in my in my room and I, I lost like I don't think I've ever been so fit in my life mm. yeah That's but cool. I did I did so have... far they haven't played the cure but they have obviously played a lot of a lot of um our frank listeners favorites cool they? yeah so they play yeah. The, do you uh... like the cure Andy do you like yeah. like shit like that yeah yeah man yeah for sure like like the friends that introduced me to Metallica, they were big into the Cure. So yeah, I fucking love the Cure so much. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, that's that's cool. If you had a a sexy time playlist, Andy, what would be on there? Um, Deftones for sure. One hundred percent. That was exactly seventy five percent of my playlist. <laughs> I mean, I mean, right? I mean, you just have to. You have to. Um, it's so melodic and like like also very hard yeah yeah and then chino's voice of course is fucking is everything as everybody fucking knows um, <laughs> so yeah it's it's a it's a it's a whole thing and it's it does a job 100 percent, 100 percent of the time i also listen to a lot of marilyn manson which was weird is that weird no no, because it's a it's kind of like we're on the same kind of genre ish. It's a little bit more, I don't know, electronic, I guess. But whatever. JSR, did you have sexy time? Um, a playlist? Yeah. No. Well. No. No, I've never had a a sexy time playlist. I mean, I've had like before I ever had sex. I like definitely had like ideas <laughs> of like what songs. Do you know what I mean? But then when you get down to it, I'm like, oh, well, I guess I didn't have a mixtape ready for that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, when when I started doing that, we didn't even have like CDs or anything or how am I going to make it? What am I going to actually make a tape? No, because then you'd have to listen to the whole thing before you did it. You know what I mean? Like, no. Yeah, so I no. guess so. Tool. I like yeah. a lot of tool. I like a lot of melodic, um, quote unquote, hard stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, number one crush by Garbage, super amazing to do it too. Hmm. It even has girls moaning in the beginning, so. That's true. That's true. I mean, I will say I've had had sex to like horrible top forty music because Anthony <laughs> has terrible taste in music and just has the radio on, and I've actually like had to be like, you need to turn this off now because <laughs> it's just killing my mood. <laughs> Portishead. I like Portishead a lot when when sexy time. I told you about the couple that was having sex at the Portishead concert. Did you? <laughs> and I was sitting next to them at a table. Oh. I don't think just... so, bitch. So oh, you were basically oh, in oh. a threesome. <laughs> oh. Basically, yes. I, oh, I, was, I was right next to them. Oh, man. What did you didn't say, like, excuse me or, like, nothing? You just let no, it happen? No, what am I going to let them have their fun time? I just, you know, leaned in the opposite direction and tried to act like that wasn't happening. Wow. <laughs> 
You are yeah. such a nice person. I'll be like, excuse me. Yeah, I'll be don't like, fuck on my are, shoes. Like, get the Are you fuck gonna drink off. that beer? Can I have? Can I have your cigarettes that you're not yeah. smoking? <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it was awkward. <laughs> yeah, well, no shit, really. I don't know how I would react to that. <laughs> wow. Anything else you'd like to add to the Deftones playlist, Andy? Um, I mean, uh, I mean, that's, uh, well, I, cause I'm like an old, like rock and roll dude. I, I'm ACDC, you know, I mean, I know it's kind of like mm. cliche, but I don't know. It's, uh, do you, you like know? Pink Floyd? Oh yeah, man. Yeah. They, they, oh. I think they could make it. Yeah. They could definitely be on a sexy playtime. I love Pink Floyd. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what? So the person is going to come on the pod. That's yeah. Um, at some point. Cool. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. It's there. Oh. And the awkward silence. Okay. <laughs> what? That's the first one. It was fine. Um, do we have anything else we want to say or talk about? Andy, you got anything else for us? Um, just, uh, I, I, you know, I'm excited to, um, to, to get the hell out of uh, Alabama and uh, start my new life. And uh, But I'm going to still be as... Uh, OFP fan as ever, <laughs> you know. Are, okay, so when you go no. to Alaska, are you in the future? Uh, well, I'm on. The... No, he's the same time zone as you. He's the same uh, yeah. as me. Yeah, I think oh. so. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, that'll be cool. So he's gonna go back in time. He's gonna yeah. go in the past. Yeah. Yes, and I said that just like that so I could put Huey Lewis as interstitial music. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> You're hey, welcome. So. Nobody. Okay. So in our last episode, like I posted that I would like give a legit prize to anybody who got the song that was in the fourth break and nobody gave a shit. Okay. First of and all, I'm real I sad tried, about that. And then I got the break wrong because <laughs> yeah, I thought did, it was the did. fourth song and the fourth song that played was fucking the Pixies. I don't remember yeah. what it was. Debaser? Was Debaser. Yep. And I was like, mm-hmm. that was easy, JSR. And she's like, it's not that one. It's the next one. And yeah, I'm like, well, it's the fuck next it, one. <laughs> Well, because like, okay, so that song was um, like a super like hit just on Live 105 in like the the late 80s. Like it was like just a a, just only a hit in San Francisco. And um, when John said that he wanted to wanted a scooter, I was like, oh, my God, no more scooter rides in the cemetery. And then I had to like think about how I was going to get the song. It turns out it's on Spotify. But um, yeah, I was I was real proud of myself for that one. Cool. Well, you were the only one, honey. God damn it. <laughs> Obviously, none of my friends from college care about this podcast. Listen, we have Andy, and that's all that matters, okay? That's true, and that is. So, <laughs> wait, I have questions for Andy. So, tell us about your, your health issues. Do you... Yeah, well, um, that I, um, about, 
gosh, uh, five, 15 years ago, I, uh, mm-hmm. I came down with uh, acute pancreatitis, which uh, is oh. most common in a lot of rock stars. And so... Um, <laughs> so clearly I had it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but I, uh, at the time, I didn't have uh, insurance. And so I was just trying to live mm-hmm. with it. And uh, I had oh, gone through a breakup, so I just thought I was depressed and uh, oh. just kept getting sicker and sicker and I couldn't eat, any, eat anything. And so finally, man, uh, my boss, uh, being being the good boss that he was, he, he took me to the emergency room. And uh, yeah, man, my bile duct had gotten uh, stopped up and so it was pouring all of that into my, into, to my uh, organs. Uh. And um Anyways, come to find out, um, <laughs> Whoa. The, doc- the doctor told me, he said, you know, um, well, first they thought they, they all just knew I was a raging alcoholic. And I was like, no, nah, mm-hmm. I'm too broke to drink, man. I can't afford, you know. And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, seriously, come come clean. It's all right. I was like, no, seriously, I, I don't drink, man. I don't drink like that. And uh, so then um, after they took my gallbladder out and everything, um the uh, one of the surgeons came up to me. He said, "Now tell me your background, like like your ethnic background." And I told him. He said, "Well, yeah. honestly, this should have happened to you about ten years ago." I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, what? because of your your ethnicity being um, of Mexican uh, heritage, but also being part of an indigenous people's group." He's like, "You almost it's like uh-huh. you have a double whammy. Like, like you just you should have." this should have happened, you know, already. So that was like one of those things. Had I known a little bit more, you know, maybe I, uh-huh, uh-huh. No, I, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, so that was the first thing. And then the second thing that happened was uh, about five years ago. Well, it was, it was the year after my divorce. I, uh, I, I started, you know, um, I, I, a lot of people handled divorces differently, and uh, I, I, I love mm-hmm. food anyways. I've always been a fat kid, so Fuck I just yeah. <laughs> yes. so I just indulged even more so. I mean, I was like, you know, uh, I, I mean, I just went crazy, and um, so I, I actually that was one of the last times I moved back to Texas to just kind of get out of the headspace of uh, you know going through that, and I, I started noticing, man, like I was just always having to uh like be like an 80 year old man and constantly having to uh use the rest the bathroom you know all the time and i was like what's wrong with me and and uh so i finally went in for like a a a physical or something and a checkup and the doctor was like um are you are you aware that you're that you have a severe like your blood sugar is out the roof and and i was like really and he was like have you been experiencing this and that? And he went down all these steps and I was like, uh, yeah, he's like, you got to do something. Actually 100% of that. (laughs) You got to do something now. And so I, I just, it was one of those things where I I didn't realize, but I guess a lot of um, Hispanic people are predisposed to having that because they had the whole, like down in the area that, that I was, uh, that I'm originally from, they have like whole clinics for nothing but diabetics. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just yeah. like a, like a like pandemic almost. You know, it, they give uh, you know just. I mean, I mean, there's whole clinics and and I mean they 
it's like their key thing that they they study and work on and you see amputees coming in and out of the clinics mm-hmm. i mean it just it really shocked me and uh so again it was one of those things like i, I had no idea i just i just thought i loved donuts and tortilla <laughs> carbs of everything you know and i had no idea that because of my ethnicity um i was kind of like you know like just i was i was because of all those years, the decades of just not caring and, and eating and eating and eating, I just, uh, so yeah, I was diagnosed with type two diabetes and, um, it really shocked me because I, I was, uh, that was Thanksgiving before I turned 40 and I always just assumed, uh, diabetes was like an old person's disease, you know, like my, my favorite grandmother, she had it and she had a uh-huh. stroke, she had a diabetic stroke. The, probably within the last two or three years of her life, and she she wasn't able to talk anymore, which which yes. broke my heart because man, like uh, like like a lot of abuelitas, man, like she was the one person that would listen to me ramble. I mean, I would ask her about everything, and she always let me ramble, you know, and answered me, and uh-huh. and so see her not be able to talk was just heartbreaking. Well, come to find out, after I. Uh, was diagnosed with that my mom was like dude you got to get serious because that's what happened to your grandmother i was like man i can't believe that so um i i went to the doctors nutritionist and um at the time i was about 250 a little over um Uh super bad health and uh they they basically taught me how to eat whole idea of portion control and more vegetables than than red meat and and limited carbs and cut back on your sugar and uh so yeah man with support from that and my family and a few friends i started walking and just uh just i i just didn't want to be i just i just don't want to have to depend on meds the rest of my life not even being Mm -hmm. you know and so um so that was in um 2006 Six, 15 when I was diagnosed and uh, the past two years um, I've been able to, to be med free and uh, and I've kind of like well I haven't kind of I've gotten into running and uh, which is one of my favorite things to listen to when I run is uh, the OFP so um, yeah <laughs> wow. man, I've, running away I've, uh, <laughs> I'm working like like this whole job thing kind of messed up a plan of mine i was gonna go run a half marathon in las vegas and then i was gonna run the la marathon next march but you know hey it's cool i'm gonna still train and i'm gonna still do it and um but yeah so that was another one of those things but but i I don't know i kind of feel like in a way that was a uh like a bad thing turned good because Mm -hmm. um, you know i'm in better shape now than i than i was in my 30s and, uh, How much weight of, have you lost? Um, over sixty pounds. You know, um, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been um it's been great. And and I've and I learned more than anything. Like running for me and and walking even, um, is such a it just like un uncoils me from the day. You know, the stress, mm. just the the thoughts and the heaviness man when you can get out in nature and just like unload and you know what i mean like just just be out there and and it's just you versus you like it just i don't know for me it's like uh it's like the best antidepressant ever 
um, and it also keeps me, you know, keeps me managed. So, uh, so yeah, man, it's been, um, you know, it's one of those things where it was bad, but it turned out good. And uh, it's funny because all my friends that knew the old Andy, that they, they all think I'm crazy, like I'm going through a midlife crisis. Like, dude, well, why do you want to <laughs> Why are you trying to be skinny? I'm like, dude, skinny has nothing to do with it. I, I don't want to lose right. a leg. I don't want to go blind. I don't want to have a stroke. You know, and um, so yeah, man, it's uh, you know, that's been a journey. And 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 again, coming back to the whole IG thing, like uh, sharing, being able to share some of it, you know, uh, you know, with with Jackie, you know, um, and and some mm-hmm. friends, like, dude, I'm 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 gonna take I'm gonna take on my first 10k or my first 5k, and I've got my Metallica playlist, or I got my, you know, and uh, yeah. it's just been it's been so supportive, man. Um, Cause like people, you know, uh, I don't know. It's, it's not for anything vain or, or attention seeking, but it's just like, like, you know, I don't know, like when something about, you know, when, when people are hurting and, and they try to better themselves, like you just want to throw in with them, you know, you want to like yeah. cheer them on and tell them like, keep going, dude. I know you got it. I know you can do this. And, uh, so to be able to receive that, now helps me like when i see someone like oh man they're gonna get into it and try to better themselves i'm just like dude don't give up you know it's worth it do it now don't wait till you're old like me you know so uh so it's really good dude you need to have like a ted talk (laughs) what's a ted talk what you know like when the people oh my god just google ted talk i can't explain it okay you know it's like it's like smart people going on stage and talking about a topic that is important to them or that they're passionate about or whatever. Smart people. So, yeah. Okay. Or like inspirational people. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah. 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 But, um, but I yeah, get it. I get it. Those, those are the two, uh, not knowing my medical history, <laughs> my family had medical history kind of, uh, you know, for, for a time was bad, but, uh, but it's turned out good, you know? So, yeah. Good for you. Well, wow, we're glad that you're so healthy inspirational. And, and doing good. Yeah, that's I'm trying. crazy. I I know I couldn't run a fucking marathon. Woo. I, I applaud you. That's that's very uh, admirable that you can commit to something, especially on that extreme. You know, because I think like marathons, those are those are not to play around with. You got to be like one hundred and ten percent in. You can't be fucking around. You got to train. You got to do like all of these things to prepare to just hate your life for twenty six miles. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, <laughs> or however yeah. long that is. And you and you can't you can't cheat like you have to finish it. Yeah. Like if you if you don't finish it, then you're not at your destination. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, because you know that's the thing. Like I, I don't. I mean, I, pictures are deceiving, but you know I don't, I don't feel like I'm even. I don't have the classic uh, runner build. I mean I'm I am not tall, lean. Um, you know, I, I don't run like a deer. I, I'm short stocky and i've been told like i'm a bowling ball sometimes when i run so <laughs> like you know despite 
uh, not being your stereotypical uh, runner, I mean, it, it's still good. I mean, I, you know, whatever. I As long as I can, Listen, I'm going to keep it up. Ain't no rule. That's amazing. Ain't no fucking book that says that you got to look a certain way or, be, you know, be a certain height or whatever to be a runner, okay? So you just do you, Andy, because what you're doing is working for you, right? Yeah, yeah. You, and you're a fucking runner, regardless of the way you look or how tall you are or how stocky. It don't matter. You're a fucking runner because he's a runner. You're a fucking runner, man. <laughs> thanks. I, thanks. Can, I can't do what you do. I can't do what you do. And I'm 10 years younger than you. So there you go. That 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 in itself is, is a great accomplishment that you're doing, my man. For sure. Thanks. I appreciate that. Wow. so uh i'm sorry go ahead what no um no i was just gonna say uh jsr did you see the joker or no no i have not yet did you saw Um, it right jackie oh fuck yeah i saw it saw it as soon as i could it's a it's a beautiful piece of uh cinema it's very fucking dark um it's a it's very intense it's uh it's a lot to take in if you're if you're not ready for it. If you're gonna go see like a fucking bullshit ass suicide squad movie, then this is not for you. Like this is this is beautiful cinema. Okay. I I will definitely see it. I will probably just wait till it's at home. Joaquin cause... Joaquin is perfect. He is fucking I love perfect. Him. I'm assuming you saw it, Andy. Yeah, yeah. I, I... I just couldn't remember. What did you think it. of it? I, I liked it, man. It, it was like, like you, it, it made me think a lot of like the classic 70s movies, you know, um, mm-hmm. like Taxi Driver or, or just that, mm-hmm. oh, it had that cool, just, just raw, stripped down, no green screen, you know what I'm saying? Like, like just very uh, gritty. Um, and, and they made, for me, honestly, I know this sounds silly, but uh, it it made me want to go burn down about five five uh, <laughs> packs of cigarette cigarettes and just like enjoy each one of them to the last man. Like, I don't know, I don't know <laughs> how they did it. They made it look so beautiful, but like everybody that smoked in that movie was like, it's like, well, I, I gotta do that. I have to do that. Have you have you been a smoker? I, I try every ten years. I try and I, I fail uh-huh. miserably because all my uncles did, and I always thought they were mm-hmm. like cool cool dudes because they smoked. So so usually every yeah. every ten years I try to pick it up and I just I just never been able. Andy, to... don't fucking do that. What's wrong with I you? I know. What, I know. I was gonna say because when you're in Alaska, a lot of that's that's like a smoking place. Don't, don't fucking do it. Do it. How are you gonna be a runner and a smoker? You can't well, fucking do it. Okay? I'm not know. gonna support this. Yeah, I'm yeah. I mean, this. not now, but but uh, you know, prior, I, I would every, mm. I would try every ten years. I just could never, I could never do anything. You know, it's like the whole uh, chewing gum while you walk backwards or something like that. You know, I just never could, mm-hmm. I, I never could smoke and do other things. I. I Oh flip. my God! I could I could smoke and do anything. I could smoke and then smoke at the same time that I was smoking. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh... No, fuck. I've never. Like, I've never I feel bad anything. for. Mm-mm. 
I feel bad for people that I that I knit stuff for when I was smoking because I would literally like be knitting and smoking at the same time. So you give people and some smoky wants, ass clothes? Who, yeah, like who the fuck wants that scarf? I'm sure that people just took things that I made them and put it in the garbage. Uh, Jesus funny. Christ. <laughs> oh man, but back to the Joker. They did a lot of like fuck is this how you say the word homage or homages yeah, yeah homage yeah. uh-huh to, to uh the heath ledger joker which i thoroughly enjoyed mm-hmm. yeah was, oh that's good beautiful yeah no it was yeah. it was the whole thing yeah it, it was like it, it it like for me the uh just the director you know i mean when you're most known for you know the hangover movies to to take this left turn um was was pretty amazing you know i mean i, I think that's what any artist attempts you know you don't want to just be in one box or or be pigeonholed and so to see him take on like a whole different side of of uh genre was was pretty amazing to me no it was it was disturbing it was it was great i it was a it was a whole thing on mental health jsr Mm -hmm. and uh it was it was wild, and a lot of people I heard throughout uh, different viewings couldn't handle it, and a lot of people walked out. Wow. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm down with a movie about mental illness. That's like my jam. Yeah. So get on it. I will eventually. Um. We didn't talk about Star Wars at all. Okay. Yeah, Star Wars, Andy. What's up? Are you are you part of the uh? the rebel uh, alliance or are you part of the empire uh you know like i don't know man uh because han solo is like my hero i, I guess i'm mm. like uh i just want to be the 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 gunslinger for hire but that reluctantly gets pulled into the rebel alliance you know and then dies a hero's death kind of sort of but um, no, I, I don't know. I mean, I just lo- I love all of it. I know I know that's such a cop out answer, but I just I just love I don't know. You know, Darth Vader, man. He's like he's like choking Always. people forever. out man, with his mind. You know, I mean. But then Team you got Empire the, forever. <laughs> and you got the the master, you know, Zen master Yoda just levitating stuff. And um, yeah, I, I I don't know. That was another thing, and I don't know if i'd mentioned this but i was able to go to uh, ilm studios there in uh, marin county uh, oh. and dude you you just have no idea i mean next to seeing like james hetfield less than three feet in front of me this was probably like like i could have died after that and been happy been happy i mean they they showed us like the original cameras that they shot you know, episode four on, and they showed us original props. And, um, I mean, it it was just like, I I just wanted to take every figurine off the bookshelf, (laughs) put them in the, in the open area on the floor and pretend like it's 1981 and just recreate all of it, you know? And, uh, it was, it was just so amazing. Like they even had, um, uh, they have like a, like a cafeteria there on site. Uh-huh. And um, they have hamburgers that are uh, made uh, from from cattle that's on Skywalker Ranch. So, uh, and apologies to all my uh, vegetarian vegan friends, but man, it was just so cool. They even labeled it like Item Four in tribute to 
episode four, and I know that's nerdy as oh. hell, but it was just it was like, well, like that I get that. That sounds fucking cool. I had to get that, and uh, but no, it was it was great, and I didn't know this, um, but but that studio, those studios, not only have done all the Star Wars movies since they they came out, but they have done they've been a part of every movie that used um special effects so they have like mm-hmm. these three different corridors with um movie posters and and anything from jaws to third uh, you know close encounters of the third kind et um predator what about lord of Terminator, the rings lord of the rings harry Fuck potter yeah. the avengers <laughs> i mean everything everything the i mean it, it, it's like they i mean these I mean, they're like the Metallica of special effects movies. Like, in fact, the, the lady um, who actually got us, uh, that, that led us on the tour, she actually works on uh, the Clone Wars uh, episodes and the Rebels episodes. And her husband, he couldn't join us because he was finishing up some stuff that they were working on for the latest, uh, the latest uh, Terminator movie. Which which was kind of cool. Wow. I was like, dude, wow, you're like. I saw it. it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So he was but working like, on that movie at that time, which is so crazy to me, you know. But uh, but it was so beautiful, man. Like I, I just wanted to like just stay in there and soak it up, you know. Because I mean, I, I just and and just being in Marin County, you know, George Lucas, mm-hmm. he's from there, you know. I was yep. just like. I, I honestly, when I say like I could have died and been a happy man, I, I really think I could have because I hit both of my like lifelong um, obs- <laughs> obsessions, you know, Star Wars and Metallica. Right. And, and that's where they, their headquarters, where they came from, where they sort of evolved and became what they are now. And so, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's been so, so cool to like uh, meet other other uh fanboys young and old you know because uh mm. you know i you know i and i get i guess i'm not i'm not a very good like original trilogy fanboy because you know i, I mean i like the new ones man i i, I kind of feel like in the as long as there's star wars in the world man i'm i'm happy you know because like, <laughs> like it just and i know it's not the same for everyone but i'm telling you like when i when i sit down in front of that theater like I'm immediately transformed to the little Andy Brown that saw Empire Strikes Back and it blew his mind and I was changed. Wow. You know, I mean, like, I just can't, I don't know how to not look at it through, through that little dude's eyes, you know, it just, uh, so yeah, man, like, again, that's just, that's just one of those things <laughs> that I'm in love with the West Coast because man, all the cool shit comes out of the West Coast, man, music, movie, culture, and, you know, just food and i mean yeah food food but then remember that like marin county is also the same place where i worked at pete's coffee and tea and a man had a heart attack in the doorway and people were just stepping over him to get their fucking coffee Whoa. so that's mill valley Whoa. yep damn so that, that, so that's a thing that happened so you know that, that's, I don't know, but I, I have good memories of Marin. Like I, I worked in Marin for a really, really long time at various jobs, and it was okay. Oh really? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. God, way to fucking kill the joy. <laughs> I'm just saying. That, I'm that just was, saying. That was like uh, a, that was like the Joker. That was, 
That it was, was like my the, happiest nope. moment in my whole life. Yeah, until somebody started walking over the guy with a fucking heart attack in a coffee shop. Come on. What I'm trying to say is that, like, okay, what I meant by that was, I'm sorry, I guess that was really shitty, Um, is, like, to hear Andy talk about, like, Marin makes it sound like the greatest place on earth, yet, like, I associate it with, like, the heart attack man and like being super depressed um and and that but that's amazing like because i tell people here all the time like oh my god i fucking love nebraska and they're like what the fuck why it's horrible and i'm like no you don't understand and and it's and it's just it's different for everybody and that's kind of like why the world is amazing yeah i guess yeah the world is amazing it is amazing look at what technology hath wrought and we're talking together seriously in three different states seriously. about stuff that's, it's amazing so it is like I, i'm I, and i know i've probably been kind of annoying the last i don't know week or so but i've just been so jacked up and so excited about this because like it's, <laughs> it's just so amazing like like this is going to be happening this is going to actually like i'm actually going to be like <laughs> talking on the OFP and talking to you and oh my talking God. to me. I mean, it's like, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just really cool. And, uh, Andy, you can be on this podcast whenever you want. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's, it's, you are always welcome here. On this Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that was like quite the story though. I'm like so fascinated. Like, so many things in your life have happened just like out of like luck or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. things could have gone so differently for you if not for mm. things. And that's, that's really, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard for me to, um, I don't know. It's hard for me not to believe that there, that there is some kind of magic that just moves mm -hmm. and shapes and, and intervenes, you know, cause, cause like, uh, I mean, what, are, I don't know. Again, I mean, it, it sounds like a movie. I mean, really, I mean, it really does. What, what, I mean, what kept my biological mother, I mean, even if she had her parents, how old would they have been? Maybe, maybe what in their twenties, I mean, or early thirties. Yep. I mean, I would be scared as hell if I had, to cross a country at, at 30, at 40, I'd be scared to do it now, you know? So it's like, right. I, I mean, just, just thinking about that, man. And, and knowing, you know, she put it all literally on the line, just hoping to give me a shot. And, uh, and then my parents on this side, man, I mean, I, I just, right. uh, you know, never making a difference, never showing any kind of, you know, I mean, we just, we, we all, you know, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a wild, I mean, life is, uh, it, it really is like the whole stranger than fiction, you know? Um, mm -hmm. and just, and just the way it inner, inner, the whole inner web of it, you know, like yeah. who, who knew back in 2013, 14, that I would be, I, I would come to find Instagram the way that I did and then meet right. people that fast forward years later now I'm actually talking to you know that's crazy <laughs> that's crazy you know I never dreamed that I would I would 
even set foot in California. And and then yep. even then, like, be on this and and talk to Jackula four oh eight. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just... Hey, <laughs> But but you know, and and be able to call you JSR. You know, uh, I mean, it's just so cool. It's <laughs> so cool. And yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. It's uh, I, I, you know, I can't. I I don't go. A, I try not to go a day without being just just super thankful you know and um and there's been times in my life where i've taken a lot of things for granted um even even mm-hmm. my parents but but you know like i i don't know i guess man like life has a way of of really stripping it all down to what truly matters and and uh you know like if if you can just have a handful of close friends that love you are going to love you no matter what and accept you no matter what and family like you can't put a I mean there's no price for that you know Mm -mm. and um so yeah man I just uh it's just been it's been an experience and and for real I mean if if it all ended today I mean I I I I can't say that I have many regrets you know um there's things that I wish maybe I could have done a little differently but no man How, how can you how can you regret when that much love was uh shown to you even when you were in the womb you know i mean that's god crazy, damn it you know so shit i'm gonna try and live every day like andy because <laughs> you are like full of gratitude and 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 that's kind of fucking really special yeah no it's awesome good for you andy yeah that's uh, yeah, yeah yeah it's you know positive thoughts positive vibes that's what i always say take that out into the world and let the world bring it back to you Shit, I feel like I should, like, go out and, like, help a homeless person. <laughs> no, man, just just love your daughter, you know? Love her. Oh, well, I do that. Yeah. I do that. Dude, love her, man, and love your... She is the best mom. Why do you think I've been wanting her to adopt me as a 30-year-old <laughs> woman? For real, every time you say that, I'm like, I know, I, she's got to be the coolest. She really has to be. She fucking uh, is. She fucking is. For real. But, like, right now, Esme's probably in the other room seething that I'm recording and not hanging out with her. And Listen. I'm going to go out there and she's going to be like, you don't like me. And I'm gonna be... Oh, yeah. I think, and you got anything else to say, Andy? No, no, not at all. Not I, at think, all. I think we did a good, good job about covering all the bases. And if not, we I did. mean, you know, once you're in Alaska and you've, got some time there and figured out all your shit maybe come back on and tell us how you're doing and how life yeah. in alaska is yeah i'd love to i'd love to please please and post lots of pictures i know you will yeah. but um yeah all right cool okay wait all right i have okay. one more alaska story okay so my mom when she came to america and see this ties it all in so she was flying from from japan to to wherever I, I guess she landed in Alaska I don't know but it was the 4th of July so she was from such a small town in Japan and she thought that her dad was like the man of the world you know what I mean because that was like her mindset her mindset right so she's flying in and it's 4th of July so fireworks are going off and she legit <laughs> said she thought that her father had called ahead to America to arrange fireworks for her oh, wow. wow what is more wholesome than that <laughs> wow and she was flying in from japan yeah what yeah. does that have to do and with alaska like, 
I, I don't, I, I think that was like a route that they used to take a lot because you would go over the North Pole instead oh of going God, around the Pacific. <laughs> what? That's how you would do it. it okay, thought... okay, okay. I see the connection now, I guess. <laughs> okay, all right. But anyway, so so how cute is that? But then I guess everybody's coming to America Journey has, has a story. Some are more heartwarming than others, and others are just like, I thought my dad made fireworks. So that's <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Andy, for being on the pod. We hope to have you back. Thank you for uh, sharing your life with us. This was totally uh, an experience to have you on. We appreciate you and your honesty and all of the, your positive vibes. You're welcome. For sure. I'm fucking inspired. I'm going to go start running, except for I'm not. <laughs> thank, thank you both for letting me come on. And um, yeah, man, it's, it's, been a, it's been cool. Like, I'm, oh, my God. Thank you so much, Andy. I'm a fan. Yeah. And thank you, Jackie, for, for making this happen by being Andy's friend. I mean, otherwise, <laughs> I'm not going to take the credit. I mean, you know, and Andy's friendship is there and he extended it to me. And uh, here we are. Well, thank you, Andy. Also, there you go. <laughs> cool, cool. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. All right. Have fun in Morocco, Jackie. Oh, I will. Thank you. When are you leaving? Uh, the next Saturday, the 23rd. Oh, my God. Both of you will be on a journey. Yeah. I'll be thinking of both of you and thinking positive vibes for your safe arrivals. Thank oh, you. thank you. I appreciate thank that. You. Yeah. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. We did it. into a little saloon and sits down he draws the eyes of all the locals in this small town he looks damn normal to me bandana on his head burks on his feet he looks up and gives me a grin and says hey dude you too must be from marin marin county's a takes a seat in the back. Dreadlocks, Birkenstocks, tie-dye, and hacky sack. He says, Dude, pretty trippy place. Dude, I'm moon race, dude. Beamer must be in the shop today Cause I saw him drive up in a cabriolet Offers me a toke off a funny-looking smoke And my head starts to spin Life seems like a joke little saloon two dudes from Marin me and the moon what's that and we're sipping Calistogas when the juke pumps out Carrie Ann some guy at the bar says hey who is this very man I jump for his throat make a fist with my hand but moon stops the violence and says peace man